Hello, and welcome to Quick Hits, a feature of the podcast, An Intelligent Look at Terrorism. I'm your host, Phil Gursky, President and CEO of Borealis Threat and Risk Consulting in Ottawa, Canada. This is the third episode in this new series that I have just promoted. And as noted in earlier episodes, it is an attempt to look at breaking news or recent news in the world of terrorism, discuss what has just happened, what it means, and some of the perspectives that I can offer from my 32 years in security intelligence with the Canadian government. The story I want to focus on today is a decision just yesterday, Friday, December the 13th, 2019, in a case in Edmonton, Alberta, that took place in September of 2017. And at that time, a 32-year-old man called Abdullahi Hassan Sharif ended up in a car outside of Edmonton's Commonwealth Stadium, which is where the Canadian Football League Edmonton Eskimos play. There was an officer directing traffic around the stadium at the time. Mr. Sharif ran over the officer. There's this very incredibly uh, moving footage of the officer flying through the air after he struck by the car. Mr. Sharif got out of his car and attempted to stab the officer to death. Luckily, the officer was both wearing body armor and was still had the wherewithal to defend himself from the attack. Mr. Sharif got back into his car a few uh, hours later. He ended up hijacking a U-Haul truck and went proceeded to Jasper Ave, which is one of the main thoroughfares in Edmonton, and ran over four people, luckily not killing any of them, before his he rolled the van and was arrested by police. The initial speculation about this case was that it was a hit and run gone bad, gone bad, but it became quite clear to a lot of us when the details emerged that this was, in fact, a potential terrorist attack. Mr. Sharif had an ISIS flag on the dashboard of his truck. He certainly had become radicalized. This was based on information that came out uh, in the months after the incident in which journalistic sources were able to uncover some information about his time in Alberta and his journey to Canada from the United States eventually. In the end, the Crown elected not to charge him with terrorism for the simple reason that it is much easier under Canadian law to charge and convict on things like attempted murder. In the end, he was given a 28-year sentence, even though the Crown asked, asked for life. And under Canadian law, that could, in fact, would be a lot less than that. But I think what's really significant about this case is, is, is several fold. First and foremost, I want to congratulate the court on coming up with a guilty verdict. Mr. Sharif, in fact, represented himself in court. He did uh, not request a lawyer and nor did he call for any witnesses. And in fact, he didn't make any statements uh, when he had a chance to address the court, which led the judge to conclude that in fact, he had felt no remorse for his attack and therefore is probably a very poor candidate for de-radicalization, if you want to call it. So kudos to the court for finding a guilty verdict. Kudos to the court for delivering a very harsh sentence in this case, 28 years. Although I wish it had been life, and I, and I do think that we here in Canada, despite the fact that terrorism is such a, an infrequent offense in this country, and thankfully so, that we have to figure out a way to perhaps apply longer sentences, i.e. life sentences, in the case of terrorism. Even in this case where no one actually died, Mr. Sharif clearly wanted to kill and maim as many people as possible in what he saw as an attack supportive of Islamic State or ISIS. This is not the first time in Canada we've had attacks 
that have been perpetrated in ISIS's name, the two attacks in 2014 in October, both of which were successful and both of which killed military officers, were ISIS-inspired attacks. We had an attack on, on a Canadian tire in Scarborough in 2017, also ISIS-inspired. So the fact that Mr. Sharif at least believed himself to be an ISIS member, whether or not he was, is probably irrelevant. I'm sure ISIS never had never heard of this individual does put this squarely into the terrorism realm. And I think that our courts should be sending a message to wannabe terrorists here in Canada, whether they're Islamist extremists or far right or whatever ideology, that if found guilty of a terrorist offense, you will in fact serve a life sentence. This must be treated seriously. A precedent must be set. A message must be sent. That even though, as I noted, we are thankfully not immune from, but relatively um, void of terrorist attacks or terrorist plots here in Canada, on the rare occasion in which they do occur, I would like the Canadian judicial system to say terrorism is a serious offense. It is. It goes against everything we stand for. Terrorists are trying to undermine what we believe in. They're trying to undermine our very system of government, our belief in a liber liberal secular democracy. And if you choose to go down that path, we're going to throw the book at you and you're not going to get away out of prison anytime soon. So in the end, again, I think this is a good verdict. This is a good result for the Canadian court system. I think it sends a message, although the message could have been stronger. And I look forward to other court cases in Canada, including one that I, I blogged about recently, a young man that was arrested in Guelph, Ontario, having traveled to Turkey with an effort to join Islamic State. He's been arrested. He's been denied bail in his case, which is a good sign. And when his court case finally occurs, I sincerely hope that the Crown, the prosecution in Canada, is able to find enough evidence to convict him under the criminal code of seeking to join a terrorist group, and he gets an equally long sentence for those desires. So that's it for this third episode of Quick Hits. I hope you enjoyed it. I do encourage you, if you like this material and other material on the website, www.borealisthreatmers.com, such as the, the Perspective series, such as the Today in Terrorism series, which I'll be running for an entire, entire year, uh, the other media interviews and TV interviews that are posted there, you can subscribe and you'll get automatic notices to your inbox, your email inbox, telling you that new content is available. Go to the website, seek out the subscribe button and subscribe from there. You can also reach me as usual on borealisthreatenrisk.com. You can email me at borealisrisk at gmail.com. You can reach me on LinkedIn or Twitter at Borealis Saves or on Facebook. Again, I'd love to hear from you, your feedback, your perspective on things, whether you agree or don't agree with me on these issues. I'd love to have a conversation with you. I'll talk to you again soon, either with another quick hit or another longer podcast under the Intelligent Look at Terrorism or through some of the written material. Until we meet again, stay safe.